0: Two of the Bill Michaels show. Sun is out, warming up. I'm looking forward to the weekend already. Wish we had better news regarding the Milwaukee Brewers. Been talking the first hour about uh, the injuries. Hunter Renfro going down. He's going to get an MRI today. Willie Adamas down. You've got Freddie Peralta who is going to miss significant time. Josh Hader, unfortunately, right now, not feeling comfortable to travel. His wife is dealing with some pregnancy issues, and we hope the best for her, her health and their family. And uh, as soon as she is well and doing uh, doing well, uh, then Josh Hader will return with the team. But until then, he is going to remain with his wife for right now and uh, their unborn child. So uh, cross your fingers that uh, everything comes out well in that area. The question has been, for the most part, uh, what should the Brewers do? Do they need to make a deal now? And if they do, in your opinion, wh- what do they need? Not necessarily who. Although, if you come at me with who, that's fantastic because then you're just more into baseball than most. But what are you looking for? Are you looking for a bat? Are you looking for an arm? Looking for a utility guy? Are you looking for an everyday guy? With Hunter Renfro going down, uh, you're going to start to you know mix it up in the outfield, so to speak. So we'll get into all of that discussion coming up today. You've got OTAs. OTAs are underway. And uh, that you know what that means. That means the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, taking to the podium as he is going to speak with the media about uh, who is, who isn't there, what the plan is, what he sees, what he likes, what he thinks, all that kind of stuff. Let's go to Green Bay. And uh, let's hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur. Matt, is Aaron here? And is he, if so, is he doing
1: anything? Yeah, he's not here.
2: You don't expect him until mandatory minicamp?
1: Yeah, I would say I talked to him last night for a while, which is great, just to kind of update him on just where we are and, and go over a few uh, like we do every offseason. There's always tweaks to, to what you're doing. But, um, no, he's in great spirits, and it was a great conversation. But, yeah, I wouldn't anticipate seeing him at least this week.
2: Is there a possibility next week, or do you think it's not
1: Yeah, I think it, it's all on him. I mean, it's it's voluntary, so.
2: Where do you see um, Bakhtiari with his return um, after how long it took him to kind of get back to the field last
1: season? Yeah, he's, he's working hard, and he's doing a nice job. what are you trying to get accomplished this week obviously the rookies got
0: their feet wet and you got a whole bunch of veteran guys who've been there and done that I guess what are the expectations
1: for the rookies
0: yeah i mean just as, as a group I and mean you're trying to build a team at sure this
1: point. yeah we're trying to get everybody up to speed as fast as possible and um, yesterday we went through our day one install with in all, in all three phases and you can tell that uh, There's a lot to learn, but there's a lot to be excited about. And so I think you can can only take it one day at a time and just hope for a little bit of improvement each and every day and watch these guys go out there and and play with confidence. I think a lot of young guys are just out there playing uh, more off field than, than really knowing all the intricate details. There's a lot that goes into this, and there's a lot of time spent teaching and there's just a lot going on in their mind when they're out there so the more they can hear us and and you know we can put them through different situations whether it's walkthroughs or team i think you know that you just hope for those incremental improvements each and every day from those guys did you get an idea of the kind of the retention rate from the rookie camp to to this week yeah i think it's it's been solid um It'll be interesting once we get past what we did in rookie camp. So uh, today is day two of install. On Thursday, we'll do day three, and that's where it's going to start to pile up on them a little bit. So I think that's where you can really kind of see more so into next week of, of really where they're at. You talked about tweaks with the offense. Is there going to be any changes to how you practice special teams during this portion of, of, of the schedule for you guys? Oh, absolutely! You know, uh, Rich definitely has his own style, and I think you guys will see that today and, and feel him out there. Will you coordinate that that practice plan any more or less than than you have with with your coordinators in the past on that phase? No, we always have coordinated, and you know, try to give him exactly what he needs in terms of how much time and and how we structure our practice. So he's we, that's something that we work with all our coordinators with every year.
2: I it's kind of tough to build much as far as practice habits with two days of rookie training camp. But when they come back for OTAs, how much do you think it takes from the veterans watching them you know, go through each drill, watching their retention of what's new and what's coming back?
1: Yeah, that's a point of emphasis is to they've got to watch the guy in front of them. And more specifically, I would say the guys within their group that are veterans, um, you know, y- you have the ability to learn from everybody's reps, and, they, and that's the only way you can maximize and, and I would say expedite the learning curve and the learning process is you better be paying attention to everybody in front of you.
2: How's, uh, how's Sammy Watkins from a mental perspective? Um, he was obviously with you in 2017. I'm not sure how much of that's changed, and hey, it's a million years ago. I guess where is he?
1: Yeah, so he, no, Sammy's done a nice job. He's He's been um, here for the most part. He He's not here today, um, but he he's been here throughout... majority of this offseason and uh, I would say that there's a lot of differences between our offense when we were together in LA and and what we're doing here and just in terms of maybe not conceptually but uh, how we call things and how we coach different things so uh, there's certainly a a lot for him to learn but I think he's done a nice job
0: man what
2: was your level of excitement getting the extension done with Jair and just to have him you know in this defense now for, for the long term
1: well, any time you get one of the premier players at that position, specifically at corner, locked up for you know a, lo- a long time, that, that always makes you feel good as a coach. We're only as good as our players many of the times. Where's the balance between
2: having guys ready for what they'll need to do when Aaron's here and bringing Jordan along at a realistic
1: pace? Well, I think that's always the challenge, right? And I think Jordan's doing a great job of – really taking ownership of this offense, and um, it's a great opportunity for him. He hasn't probably gotten the number of reps that I don't think anybody would like. Um, so it's it's just maximizing those opportunities, and he's got a great opportunity, uh, you know, to to get the majority of the reps out there uh, throughout the course of the OTAs.
0: And specifically, uh, how did he look Jordan yesterday and what he did? Did you
1: notice any differences in, in maybe from a year ago when he started with this same opportunity? Yeah, I think uh, you know, just going back um, and looking at our early installs, there's a lot of carryover from things we've done in the past, so he's had more time on task with that, and I think he did a nice job.
0: Man, your experience, do OTAs offer a glimpse as to how the speed of the game is,
2: is different for the rookies than the college game, or does that happen more in training camp and preseason?
1: I think it, it, where it really shows up is once you start to get to game action, because it's hard to really simulate how fast it is. I, I guarantee it is much faster for these guys, I would think. Um, I haven't necessarily asked any of them, but I, you can just tell there's there's just so much going on. And, you know, if any time you're thinking about exactly what you have to do, it, it's harder to react versus where you have. Um, I don't want it, to where it's basically second nature and you're out there playing um, and confidence has a lot to do with that. But the only way you get to that level is you've got to go through the process and that's what it is. It's a process, and I know we live in a world of instant gratification. But um, you know, the, there's no substitute for the work that that has to take place for them to get them where we want them.
2: Joe said last week that it's very impactful to have the amount of contact you guys have with the players now, as opposed to the last two years. How have you seen that kind of change the way you guys do things, and, and how much more comfortable of a position is that for you now?
1: Yeah, I think anytime you have the players in the building, it's we get excited to come to work. I mean, that's why we do what we do, and we love being around these guys and and watching these guys develop. And it's much harder to do when you're on Zoom calls with them. So it's easier, it's much easier to see on a daily basis when you have them in person and you get to coach them on the field. Um, that, but that, that's we we get excited about that. Will you hold joint practices with another team in training
2: camp?
1: We will.
0: You want
1: share any details or is it premature? No. We're going to play against, we're going to practice against the Saints. Um, so they'll be our week two opponent. And I talked to Dennis Allen yesterday and we're kind of just working out the details of, of um, what days we're going to practice and how we're going to practice. Matt, I know
2: it's been a small sample size, but have you seen any mentorships already forming with the rookies at maybe any of the position groups yesterday?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little little tough to tell. I will say this that I see it all the time with our veterans that they do a great job of accepting these guys and they understand uh we're going to need all these guys to help us win. So um not to say that there's not some some uh rookie banter that goes on, but for the most part these guys do an excellent job of accepting not only the rookies but any free agents that we we acquired uh, with open arms in our locker room. Going to uh, back to Dennis's question, what did you take away from those Jets practices last week? I mean, what were the, or not last week, last year, what were the major
2: things that you liked about those?
1: Yeah, I think it just affords you the opportunity for your guys to go out there and compete against something different. Uh, there's a lot of unknown in terms of, you know, you're, you're, whether you're scripting the practices or not. Yeah, you, you just are, you don't get, Accustomed to, to going against the same looks each and every day. So it just brings, um, you know, a, a, a different level of competition, I would say. And I think what it really does for us is it affords us the ability to feel like we got good work with our veterans and then not have to play them in the game. So that, that's part of the reason I like those so much.
2: You talked about the, for the rookies, it's the game action where you see the adjustment Are those joint practices? Does that help in that regard? Is it comparable enough, or not?
1: Yeah, I I mean, every practice for those guys is is so valuable. So whether we're going against ourselves or the joint practices, some of those young rookies, it doesn't matter how much uh, competition they get within those practices; they're they're going to be out there on the field. Matt, last year, how much did you miss Tunyon as a target at the tight end position? And until Bobby comes back, you know he got Mercedes. Got a new position coach and done there. But talk about the competition that you're going to need early yeah. in the season. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a group that um, again, a lot of young players in that room. You know, outside of, of Mercedes, uh, most of those guys are, are pretty young players, and um, it's it's fun to watch them kind of grow and develop. And um, certainly Bobby is got a lot to like about him in terms of just his, his vertical, he's a vertical threat. He is a sure-handed guy. Um, I think, what was it, he had about a 90 percent completion rate the year before. Um, so he's got a, there's a comfort factor with him and Aaron that y- you feel really good about. He, he's a guy that's had a lot of game experience and so we know what we're going to get from him. Time do
2: more. Rudy and have both mentioned
1: Tyler Davis too recently. Someone to watch. How have you seen him grow? Yeah, Tyler is a guy that I, I didn't know a whole lot about um, when we acquired him, and you know, it's just something that you could see each and every day when we were out there as he was learning the offense, and then you know, getting his reps on the scout team, and then he got he got forced into playing, and I thought he did a hell of a job. Um, he certainly made his mark. On, on special teams and he's a guy that I know rich was really excited about when we hired Rich uh, just what what he can bring because he's a guy that's going to give you great effort each and every snap and he can really run so um, you know I, I think again he's a young player that needs to continue to learn and develop and and show us what he can do Good. all right guys we'll see you.
0: There you go. That is Matt LaFleur. So a couple of things coming out of that uh, we want to go over when we come back. Stay tuned uh, because there's just a couple of things of note that I'd like to get into from what uh, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers had to say. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Yeah, he's not here.
2: You don't expect him till mandatory minicamp?
1: Yeah, I would say I talked to him last night for a while, which is great, just to kind of update him on just where we are and, and go over a few uh, like we do every offseason. There's always tweaks to to what you're doing, but uh, no, he's in great spirits and it was a great conversation. But, yeah, I wouldn't anticipate seeing him at least this week.
0: The words from the head coach, Matt LaFleur, as uh, he discusses the fact that Aaron Rodgers is not there, and he does not expect to see him there this week. So uh, some interesting stuff coming out of today's uh, presser. So here's a couple of things to kind of, you know, just give you the synopsis of what we learned today with Matt LaFleur and the OTA presser. One is Aaron Rodgers not there. He's not expected to be there. We all know tomorrow night he's participating in the match. So that's the must-see TV when it comes to the world of golf. Um, the other aspect of this, the other aspect of this, uh, it's, uh, by the way, the, uh, the the match is coming up next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. So, um, which is a little interesting because Roger said that he was going to be in Green Bay at some point for some of the workouts. So we'll wait and see what he actually does show up for. But, the um the fact that he stated something interesting he said about Jordan Love and we're going to hear this coming up here in a minute um but he basically said Jordan Love big big offseason for him uh needs to make the most of the opportunities yada 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 okay then we heard about the Saints and the fact that uh, before that second preseason game they are indeed going to uh, have joint practices with the Saints. He felt he got a lot out of that, even though some of the players, including Aaron Rodgers, doesn't like practicing with other teams. Uh, there was the statement that he feels that uh, the veterans get something out of it. He feels that they can use that that practice as then kind of a quasi-game situation. Therefore... Um, he doesn't have to play his veterans in the preseason, which I'm not necessarily in favor of, but that's another you know, factor for another day. Uh, but let's go back to Jordan Love for a minute. This is what he had to say about Jordan Love. Take a listen.
1: Well, I think that's always the challenge, right? And I think Jordan's doing a great job of really taking ownership of this offense, and um, it's a great opportunity for him. He hasn't probably gotten the number of reps that I don't think anybody would like, um, so it's it's just maximizing those opportunities, and he's got a great opportunity uh, you know to to get the majority of the reps out there uh, throughout the course of the oTAs
0: now, okay, let me go back because when he says, I don't think he has gotten the reps that anyone would have liked um, the issue I have with that. The only thing I can say is if he's talking about starter reps in game or the number of preseason snaps, okay, I get it because the first year he was there, COVID, they didn't get a lot of that opportunity. Okay, I understand that. But beyond that, that's no. No, because he was taking starters reps from week nine on. Because remember, prior to the Kansas City game, Rodgers went into the COVID protocol. So he got starters reps all that week. During COVID, Rodgers ended up hurting the toe, the COVID toe, as we all know. Okay, so he gets the COVID toe. He never took starters reps after that because Jordan Love did because Rodgers wasn't practicing, remember? So Jordan Love was Wednesday, Thursday Rodgers would get some walkthrough stuff on Friday and then kind of go from there. So to say that he wasn't getting the reps, he was getting the reps. That was one of the arguments from, you know, people last year. Well, Jordan loves – why is he running scout team? Well, first of all, every backup runs scout team. They just do. When you're not getting the starters reps, you're you're running scout team to keep yourself fresh because you're the next guy up. So that's what you do. It wasn't like Kurt Bankert was getting the backup reps to Aaron Rodgers. The, the the reps of any type are usually doled out to the backup that's what you do but uh, but yeah it was uh, Jordan Love getting the starters rep so for him to say that was a little odd it's it's and again i'm not sitting here nitpicking every word but the bottom line is this he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time that i understand he has gotten starters, reps, in practice. He is now going into his third season of absorbing this offense. He knows it. He gets it. Um, and to say it's an important offseason and, and this offseason leading into training camp and such for him, yeah. Because he's got <laughs> – because he's going to get opportunities in the preseason. He's got to look better. And if he doesn't, then what do you do? You know, again, nobody's beating down the door for Jordan Love right now. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Complicated fellow hits us up over on uh, on Twitter, or excuse me, over on uh, the Facebook uh, or not Facebook fan page. Uh, the uh, the Bud Light live stream says the NFL may get rid of the Pro Bowl. Thank goodness the floor may become a trivia drum question. Who was the last coach of the NFC Pro Bowl team? There you go. I the the Pro Bowl to me it. Get rid of it. You should just be a Pro Bowl honoree. You should be uh, voted on like an all-star game by the fans. Or it should be a third of each. Fans, coaches, front office, whatever, and then players. That's how you get voted in. And then there's your team. And then what they do is they gather like right before the Super Bowl. And they have, you know, kind of like cross the stage. And they have interviews and an autograph session and, and all that stuff. Because you're voted to be a Pro Bowler. And then the NFL pays for you to be a part of that, and you're part of the Super Bowl celebration, and here's your Pro Bowl team, and you get honored, and then you go off the stage, and you don't have to play a game. Because I'll be honest, I, I don't think anybody really give to, gives two dams about it. I don't. I, I think fans quit years ago, quit watching it. Years ago, quit watching it. It, it just doesn't matter anymore. It's become basically a, a glorified dance, Guys are on pads. They kind of dance with each other. They don't tackle real hard, and, and they call it a day. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Ben, do you watch the Pro Bowl game at all? No, never. Yeah, I, I never. I, I never will do say anymore. last year, one of my friends
2: gambled on it. Hilariously, oh, took the under, I believe, and then there were three touchdowns scored on the first three plays. Two of them pick sixes and we're like, dude, like, I, what are you doing? Right. So I watched the first
0: quarter, I guess. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, there's not a whole lot there. I agree. Uh, eight seven seven, eight six, seven, sixteen seventy. It It just doesn't mind it, it. And by the way, some other uh, breaking news in the world of the NFL, the combine is staying in Indianapolis. I saw that on Albert Breer's post, but I also saw it in Pat McAfee's post a little while ago as well, that the Combine is indeed staying in Indianapolis, which is good. I I love the Combine. I love it that the fact that it's right there, it's pretty much centrally located, you know, short of maybe putting it like in Kansas City, right, like almost smack dab in the middle of the country, so to speak. But, yeah, it's, Indianapolis should be just a host for everything, except the Super Bowl. It should be the Final Four. It should be, you know, you don't have a baseball stadium there, but it would make a great place for the baseball, for a baseball World Series, you know. Or just build a massive dome for the Field of Dreams area, (laughs) that type of thing for baseball's World Series. That should should be it. And just make it, that's where you play the World Series. That's where you go. People stay for a week, shuffle in and out. It is what it is uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy hit us up eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy Indianapolis is such a cool town, and you can get around it. it's not overly huge, they know how to do it they've been doing it for years and years and years they're they're good at it yeah i I, I like it it should um, hold
2: for clarification everything except the big Ten championship because it's a joke that Ohio State gets to play on a track field with their high powered offense. <laughs>
0: But isn't every team then better? With tell me a team that doesn't play that plays on natural grass, Northwestern. Northwestern does, which is just disgusting grass. Penn State does.
2: I think that might be it. I don't does know. Michigan
0: State. Michigan State might, yeah. Does Illinois? Ooh. Or no, not Illinois. Does uh, Does Iowa? i Iowa not play sure. on natural grass? I think Purdue plays on natural grass. Beyond that, I don't know anybody that does. Iowa doesn't. Turf. Michigan doesn't. Iowa has turf now. It was more of a point Wisconsin about... Wisconsin has turf now, yeah.
2: When Ohio State gets out of the elements, they play better. And since it's the Big Ten, we pride ourselves on oh, disgusting God. football. We should make Ohio
0: State play in the snow. Well, they normally play in. They they play in the same same. They don't play in a dome. No, but when the Big Ten championship is played, I think it is only right. Oh, so so in other words, what you're saying is is when you put them on an equal field, equal <laughs> footing, in a perfect atmosphere, then they really dominate, rather than just dominate the way they have. My point precisely. Okay, I get what you're saying. Though. Just. <laughs> Just any backhanded swipe at Ohio State you can possibly take. It's not even a swipe.
2: In. I'm, I'm okay. trying to even the playing field. I would argue that for those that are more challenged, throwing the ball, I guess, is a fair way to put it. Oh, uh, the okay.
0: the elements evens out that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Know. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying now. So when you put them in a, in a perfect setting, they're even more perfect. Exactly. Okay. It's the Big Ten. I was trying to figure out the logic in that. I'm thinking, okay, you know, that. uh, all right, well, they play outside like everybody else. And and I'm like, wait a minute, everybody plays outside. (laughs) They should play the Big Ten Championship at Northwestern. Okay. So what you should do in a perfect world would be the offense for Ohio State then plays outside. And your offense against Ohio State plays inside. Maybe, but if we
2: play inside, that means we have to let Graham Mertz throw the ball more. Which I would argue probably isn't
0: beneficial, you know. Your uh, your world comes with a whole lot of qualifications, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: are we uh, gonna are we gonna get into Rogers and OTAs next? Because I'm ready for that too. Yeah,
0: let's do that. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Not being at the OTAs, and I'm already getting the, well, didn't he say he was going to be there messages, uh, and people are coming down on Aaron Rodgers, so we'll get into that discussion when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at J&L Tire Service. If you're a soccer mom looking for an oil change or new tires, if you're an over-the-road truck driver and you need a brake job or you need something done with your truck or the trailer, they got you covered. They handle it all. Get a hold of my friend Lyle and everybody at J&L Tire right there in Johnson Creek, just above 94. It's a block North of 94, you can see the Goodyear sign from the highway. As a matter of fact, if you're around that area or in Watertown, up in Watertown too, go to JandLTire.com. That's JandLTire. Dot com and tell them we sent you good good people out there and uh, Lyle always a big supporter of the Fisher House golf outing big philanthropist as well so thanks uh, thanks so much to them gonna go ahead and take a quick break stay tuned more of the Bill Michael show right after this Ready? this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends of Pelham Windows and Doors of Wisconsin reminding you, windows, doors, keeping out the heat, keeping the cool in this time of year, and vice versa, come uh, wintertime, it is the most economical way to change the bills around your house, and they can do it affordably. They've got something for everybody's budget, uh, something for everybody's taste, style, whether it's uh, the economical windows of vinyl, or you can do impervia, which is stronger than fiberglass, or the uh the upscale traditional to contemporary wood windows which are also fantastic Uh, there's so many different options uh for you to improve your home the value the economical factor uh whether it's a roll screen a slider window different casements hardware i mean just so many different options from our friends at pillow windows and doors of wisconsin just so many good ways to go and like i said they have also uh things to fit your lifestyle they have uh, different uh, budget-friendly options. So get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-Pella-WI, 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 and uh, And go ahead and give them a shout. 877-867-1670 is our phone number if you want to call us. So... I've got uh, two or three different emails here, and I'm just going to kind of give you the Cliff Notes version, okay? Going to give you a Cliff Notes version. So uh, this is—I uh, I got one here from uh, Scott, uh, another one from Joe, uh, Randy uh, here, uh, also from Jessica and Mario, okay? All uh, sending emails and tweets and stuff almost right away saying with rogers not being in green bay didn't he say that he was he did mention to pat mcafee a while ago that he was because it was somewhat surprising when after a while of him not speaking he came out and said you know yeah first of all he said it wasn't about the money and all that kind of stuff well it turned out to be it was about the money and it was exactly what it was being reported as even though McAfee said that's unequiv- unequivocally a denial, which it turned out to be a big steaming pantload of crap, um, but he said he was going to be in Green Bay, and people went, "Oh, well, that's new," because we didn't think he would be in Green Bay for OTAs or mini camps or anything like that. So unless he just meant that he would be in Green Bay to visit, the assumption was. That he was actually going to be there, you know? Uh, Rogers said on the McAfee show during the draft that he'd probably be there for a couple of days during May, and the Packers have OTAs uh, Thursday and next Tuesday in the month of May before he plays golf in Vegas on Wednesday. LaFleur said he had a good talk with Rogers, but that he would not be there. Okay. He's not here at the voluntary OTAs, and he does not expect him to be here this week either. The, the bottom line is this, and this is something that we should understand about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, for, for many of you who, you know, and, and like myself, I'm a, I was a little bit surprised when he said he would be there. Uh, there is word semantics you and I both say something. We kind of mean it. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to be there. That means you're going to actually be there. That means you're participating. That means we're, you know, that's like not like we're going to say, you know, I'm, I'm going into work. Yeah, I'm going into work. That kind of sounds like you're going to the office or you're going to go to your job site or whatever it happens to be, and you're going to be there to work. You and I could never say, yeah, I'm going to go to work. And it mean I'll make a call just to see how things are going, but I'm not doing anything. You and I take that as different. We're, we're what you would consider to be common sense individuals. Not the overt of Mensa meeting, putting heads together to say, I didn't exactly say that. I'm going to be there. Does that mean in spirit? Does that mean as an overseer? Sure, I'm going to be there a part of it. But I'm going to give Matt LaFleur a call. Him and I will talk. That means I'll be a part of it. You know, you and I don't get into that. Uh, the word semantics. So we should learn by now when Rogers talked about, yes, he's been immunized that unless he says it exactly, you should question whether or not he is actually telling you something or leading you down a different path. Am I upset about it? No, I don't care. doesn't matter to me. But for those that I just named off, uh, and and this is being Matt, Matt, being the most outspoken, once again, Aaron Rodgers has proven to be nothing more than a liar and a showboat. He wants everybody to do the work so he can come riding in on the white horse and throw the season and then turn around and blame everybody else. He is nothing more than a prima donna, and I can't say the other word. Uh, I think it's time to get rid of him. He does not give you the best chance to win because he is not going to win. Someone else who wants it more might give you a better opportunity to win because Rodgers just can't show up, do his thing, and then walk away when there's an ultimate failure on his shoulders, and that is from Matt. My goodness. What an email. That, that, is, um, that is a little vitriol right there. Um, you know, and then there's others saying, you know, well, Russell Wilson is there. Tom Brady is there. You know, I don't – is Tom Brady at the OTAs, by the way? I am not I sure. Know. I don't know if Tom Brady is. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Now I do know that in the past, prior to camps, Tom Brady has been a guy that's gathered his guys whether it's on a high school field or whatever, but gotten together with his guys and he has um, you know, put the onus on him and to, you know, get on the same page with his guys as quickly as possible. But Rodgers up until last year, Rodgers was always at the OTAs and the camps. He was always there. So it's not like it's some new thing or some old uh, thing that Rogers has been doing for years and years and years it's just up until this past year that Rogers last year uh, into camps and this year that Rogers was not there. Rogers up until this has always been there Now I do know that there is a different um, that there is a different um, emphasis on the last few years of this deal with Aaron Rodgers, two, three years, whatever it happens to be. I do understand all of that, that it's kind of like this is it. You know, wouldn't you put all your effort into being there? Uh, but, again, you know, there is a certain feeling with Aaron Rodgers that he just doesn't need to be there. And with other players, other veterans that – here's the thing. Veterans, If you if you listen to – Former GMs, like you watch Get Up, you watch Tannenbaum and company. They're all like, it's essential he's there. Get You can't talk about personalities and not being on the same page, and yet you don't show up. It's essential he's there. You start to build the relationships immediately, whether it's in the film room, whether it's in the workout room, but you show your leadership by being there. And on the other hand, you got a guy like Dan Orlovsky saying, no, this guy doesn't need to be there at all. But it's, it's a player versus manager ex- expectation, you know? Uh, I when it comes to knowing the offense, f- personally for Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't need to be there. He doesn't have to go. He doesn't have to walk through the door. He can probably do it in his sleep. But, again, I like I've said before, I don't care if he is there or he's not. That's fine. But don't come in the middle of the season and go, I'm not on the same page with these guys. I, I'm just getting to know these guys. Well, you've had an opportunity now for months to get to know them. And if you choose not to show up and become a leader in that sense to show the new group of guys the way, well, then that's on you. Don't blame them, the others, because you haven't been able to establish a relationship because they were there. They had to be there. You chose not to go. That's all I'm saying. Beyond that, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. You got an opinion? Give us a shout. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Now, wine, it can be pretentious, it can be snooty, but not in the state of Wisconsin and not in the Midwest with our charms and our values. I'm telling you. And when you got a Forgotten Fire Winery up in Peshtigo that says our wine is fun in a bottle, I'm in. I'm diving into it. I'm bringing a snorkel. I'm up. It's like a pool. I can't wait. I'm going to head up to the winery this weekend. they got a tasting room up there. They've got events that they host up there. There's going to be music there. And when the weather's good, they got music inside, they got music outside, all that kind of stuff. Can't wait to get there. Go to Forgotten Fire Winery for their wines and ciders and tastings and all that kind of good stuff right now. Forgottenfirewinery.com. Forgottenfirewinery.com. And you can see all that they have to offer. And if you go to your local grocery store, your liquor store, your wine store, whatever it happens to be, and they don't carry it, Ask for it. And if they do carry it, get it. Give it a shot. We are not pretentious. We are not snooty. It is Wisconsin wine made by Wisconsin people, made for Wisconsinites and everybody that has the Midwestern value and charm all throughout the great Midwest. So check out ForgottenFireWinery.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> If by chance you are heading to the Admirals game, Admirals looking to bounce back after a couple of losses down in Chicago and their quest for a Calder Cup, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Get yourself some tickets now as they got a couple of them coming up at the UW Panther Arena, the Milwaukee Admirals, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and go down there and root them on. Get a couple of wins over the uh, Chicago Wolves and then hopefully send that series Back down to Chicago. If you're heading downtown and you're going to get there before or after an animals game or a Brewer's game or anything else for that matter and just going to get out this weekend and enjoy yourself, don't forget about our, our buddy Gino and the gang down at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. Both places, great Italian food, whether it's the, the award-winning spaghetti and meatballs. How about the authentic Napoletana Pizzeria VPN pizzas that are made right there in front of you? They throw them in the, in the grill. In the stone-fired ovens, if you will, or the uh, wood-fired oven, if you will, those things puff up, come out. They're fantastic. They pair it up with Cider Boys from our friends uh, up at Point Brewing. And the Cider boy stuff that they do down there, the Peroni, whatever that happens to be, you can uh, do that at those fine Italian places. And they have the Saucina, uh, Saucina, uh Penne Pasta, which is this spicy Italian handmade sausage, which is just so good. And it's got a marinara sauce to it. And, oh, oh my God, it's great. Their chicken marsala is out of this world. But check out our buddy uh, Gino and the gang down at San Giorgio and everything that they pair up with uh, Cider Boys as well over there at both restaurants. Good, good stuff. And thanks to them for being a part of the program. So, um, look, Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm not overly concerned about this. I'm more thinking to myself, first of all. Uh, it, you know, again, just don't use the excuse that I can't get on the same page with these guys because it it starts with the day they walk through the door. Other than that, I could care less. Rogers knows it like the back of his hand. Hopefully, their just natural talent takes over. Um, complicated fellow says he can say his performance doesn't suffer missed time and still an MVP. I uh, think the MVP is overrated. Win Super Bowls, Aaron. Who cares if we can say Aaron won an MVP but haven't been to a Super Bowl in now what, eleven years? Sure, that's from complicated fella. Kyle says, uh, the issue I have with Rogers is this. Look at Russell Wilson. He's a new he has a new surrounding with new targets, and they're trying to build chemistry right now. He's in Denver working his ass off. Rogers is in a similar situation and nowhere to be seen. Disappointing to say the very least. Um Got others that go on to say, uh, is this still punishment for Goody's debacle of drafting Jordan Love? He's been doing it since then, right? Um, no, the first time Rodgers did not appear was last last offseason. He's always appears, appeared up until then. Because remember, the prior to that, it was a lot of virtual stuff because of COVID. So they they didn't really get into the season as much as they had wanted to. So last year was the first time that they were actually get allowed back in the building and everything. And so that's when, um, that's when Rogers uh, did not show, which beca- which was because of last year's, um, you know, off season angst, if you will. I look. I I agree with what everybody's saying. You know, the bottom line is it's it's getting to Super Bowls. It's not about MVPs anymore. Uh, I I said this season, and I I'm going to stand by this. I'm going to live with uh, folded arms and show me something. What I'm I'm and my point being is I don't care about MVPs. I don't care about home field advantage. I don't care uh, about any of that. What I care about is you better win in the postseason. I don't care if you got 13 wins, 15 wins, 17 wins in a regular season. I don't care. I don't care anymore because you've had the absolute perfect opportunity two years in a row to advance to the Super Bowl, and both years you sucked. You blew it. It's as much on Rodgers as it is on anybody else. Now, granted, the special teams were absolutely atrocious. Okay, I understand all of that. But when the chips were down and when you needed quarterbacks like Josh Allen, he stepped up. He took his team down the field, put them back in contention to win that game. It wasn't until the defense gave it away when Patrick Mahomes hit Kelsey in an unbelievable contest back and forth that suddenly the quarterback wasn't going to the Super Bowl because all of a sudden it was more so the defense that gave it up. The quarterbacks performed, though. Brady, Stanford going back and forth. The quarterbacks performed. Joe Burrow, Derek Carr in that game in Cincinnati between them and the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. What, what a game. Both quarterbacks stepped up and performed. Big players made big plays in big moments. And yet the Packers, their guy, their $50 million man, sucked. He focused on one guy and blew it. Blew it. Sucked. I don't care about the regular season. I don't care about MVPs. it is all about earn the money stop yapping and trying to be the smartest guy in the room and prove it. that's it. If everybody else around you fails but yet you step up and you kick ass, a lot of praise goes there. But if it comes down to the same old crap again, the offense is stagnant. you don't look at anybody because you're better and smarter than everybody else. you focus on one guy and leave others wide open across the field then there is absolutely zero, positively none. No no sympathy in that area. None. So to me, it's just go out and prove it. You know? Aaron Rodgers is probably the best to ever play the position. But his own ego sometimes can get in the way, too. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Wrestling Taco. Nicole Marcus... They got great food over there. Good place to go and watch some games, too. Right there on 84th Street. So, if you're going over maybe before the gates open up for Wednesday Night Live, right there just south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park, stop into the Wrestling Taco over there in West Dallas and enjoy yourself. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.